0: Listening to the Ellie Castro show. I am Ellie Castro
1: and I'm Jose Rodriguez.
0: All right, now let me say this right off the bat. This podcast is not about politics or current events. It's not to say they're not important, they're absolutely important. I hate injustice and I really hate systemic racism. Okay, my message is do what you can do to make a difference, whatever that is that is right for you, and also stay informed. Don't just listen to one person or one channel, read and watch multiple sources do your research and know your history before you speak before you assert your opinion just know what you're talking about now having said that it's also important to take a break once in a while for your mental health you can't let it consume you that's not good either and that's what this podcast is for to offer you a brief time out a respite a breath of fresh air like like an air freshener spray a little it's not gonna last but let's just enjoy it while we can Sound good? Ah, it smells better already. Now, on last week's episode, we took a virtual trip to some of the world's most iconic locations, and we had a lot of fun, and we learned a lot as well. Things that apparently you can't read on the reviews. Now this week, I thought we'd take a similar approach, but with restaurants. As we know, a lot of restaurants around the country are either closed, or because of social distancing guidelines, they're limited to 25% capacity or whatever. And then I found this article rating the top 100 restaurants in the U.S., Now, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, we got to do a podcast about this. So here's what we're going to do. Jose and I are going to virtually visit the top five restaurants in the country. We'll go to Yelp and we'll find one amazing five-star review followed by one horrible one-star review. And then we'll decide if this restaurant is really worth visiting after this pandemic thing is over. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Starting off at number five. The Inn. At Little Washington in Washington, Virginia, here's how it reads. And by the way, I'm gonna apologize up front because this language is very difficult. This is not even English. It's not Spanish. It's like fancy food language. Okay. <laughs> so again, I'm gonna sound really stupid uh, reading some of these words. Self-taught chef Patrick O'Connell opened his Washington, Virginia restaurant in at Little Washington in 1978, and it is ornate eclectic in one of America's most romantic restaurants. He formed alliances with local farmers and artisanal producers long before it was fashionable and developed into a sophisticated modern American chef of the highest order. Many items at the Inn at Little Washington might include a sandwich of pan-roasted quail with braised endive and huckleberries, green bean tartare with tomato vinaigrette, and a crispy Napoleon of chilled Maine lobster with caviar and spicy blood Mary Coolis. O'Connell was awarded the 2019 James Beard Lifetime Achievement Award, and The Inn is the longest tenured Forbes five-star restaurant in the world. And that was exhausting. Jose, please justify why this place is such a big deal at number five.
1: It reads, The best restaurant I have ever eaten in, in the world. In 60 years of eating all kinds of fantastic food on multiple continents, I have given five ratings to other restaurants on Yelp. But seriously, not one of those fives comes even close to the Inn at Little Washington. The menu offers three different six-course pre meals. You choose one of the three, and the entire meal is set after that. It is a highly structured meal. No small plate sharing. No grabbing food off other people's plates. And no using your fingers. I have attached two pages of the menu, and you should study them. The food is incredibly delicious and surpassingly beautifully presented there just aren't enough superlatives to describe the inn at little washington the food the drinks the wine the service are all absolutely the very very best yes it is very very expensive and i am just glad i have the honor to eat there and yes i am literally counting the days till i will go back
0: Okay, so big problem with that restaurant. You're telling me you can't share plates? You can't grab food from another plate? You can't eat with your fingers? Are you kidding me?
1: That's the type of fancy place this place is.
0: Okay, so I happen to want to try some of Emmeline's food. I can't reach over and get it. And if I do, what's going to happen to me?
1: Uh, You get slapped in the hand probably.
0: Wow. The bad
1: thing I found in my review is that the menu offers three different six course prefix meals. That means th- they're going to give me what they want. I just have three choices to make.
0: Nah, man. I like to say give me three from this, give me two from that, give me uh one from this one. You know what I mean? Let me make if I'm going to pay that much, let me put together what I'm going to eat, okay? Exactly. They lost me when I when I heard highly structured. I'm not trying to have a highly structured meal, okay? I because I'm not in prison. You understand? Yep. That's That's like prison food right there.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: So with much pleasure, I will read a one-star review. Let's hear it. It reads, bottom line is this. I am not sticker shocked by much, but I expect value for my money. When I spend over $800 on a meal for three people, I should not have to stop at McDonald's on the way home to get something to eat because I'm starving. I would think that the POWs were served bigger portions than we were served.
1: I feel his pain of having to stop at a fast food restaurant on your way home because you weren't full. It's like, why do they serve you so little if they're charging so much?
0: That's insane to have to stop at a McDonald's, okay? At a McDonald's, not at another restaurant. You stopping at McDonald's, do you understand how desperate you have to be to stop at McDonald's? after leaving this restaurant like you just you're saying you know what it no importa okay McDonald's a big Mac and that big Mac was probably the most amazing thing he he probably
1: remembers eating ever and he spent eight hundred dollars prior to the big Mac too
0: yeah and the big Mac was what seven dollars with fries and a Coke right yeah five stars right there da, 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 da. coming in at number four. Le Bernardin in New York City opened in 1986. This elegant seafood-focused Le Bernardin opened in 1986 and has been led by chef Eric Ripert or Ripper since 1994. It has more James Beard Awards than any other restaurant in New York City. Ripert is an artist working with impeccable raw materials. Eat in Le Bernardin's modern dining room against a backdrop of painted waves and enjoy dishes from the chef's tasting menu like warm langoustine with seaweed mushroom salad and dashy broth, sautéed Dover sole with almonds, chanterelles and soy lime emulsion, and barely cooked Faroe island salmon with black truffle pot au feu. I don't understand why I feel illiterate. You understand, like I can't eat at a restaurant that makes me feel illiterate and stupid.
1: A lot of those words are French. That's where they derive from.
0: Okay, a lot of those words are wrong, okay? They they, they look wrong, they sound wrong, and they probably taste wrong. So go ahead and please justify why this restaurant is ranked number four in the US.
1: A really nice place. I like the caviar sandwich of perfect balance. I did not try the set because I am not used to raw food. But this perfect dining experience made me want to try it. Wish Le Bernardin could be the start of my journey eating a new kind. By the way, the butter is so nice. I wonder which brand, or is it homemade?
0: Okay, please tell me you're done. I'm done. Really? So, the end of the review... Is complimenting their butter really?
1: The butter, yes.
0: You really think that the chef goes home and makes butter, or do you think he just gets it at the supermarket? Exactly. So this, so this restaurant just sells raw food. That's what they're known for, and that's what he, that's what he's into now, eating raw food.
1: Well, they're known, they're known for their seafood.
0: Oh, and, and apparently they're caviar sandwiches.
1: Uh, all I can think of is how salty that sandwich must have been.
0: What's wrong with a nice turkey, ham, Swiss, lettuce? medicine tomato sandwich on on wheat bread. Look at that. I said wheat bread because I wanted to get fancy, okay? A turkey club. A BLT. Oh, by the way, I, I've never said this story. Did you know I went with a girl to a restaurant one time, right? And, um, and she was Jewish, right? So I knew that uh, Jewish people don't eat bacon, right? So... I couldn't decide on the menu because I didn't recognize any of the food there. It was just too fancy. Right. So I saw at the bottom of the menu, it said BLT, right? So I was like, okay, that looks familiar. I've seen that in delis back home. So I was like, I'll have a BLT, but with no bacon, right? Because I didn't want to offend her. And I didn't know, right? So the guy comes back and in the plate, there's... Two pieces of bread. On one piece of bread, there's a chunk of lettuce, and on the other piece of bread is a, a slice of tomato. And he's like, "Enjoy." And I'm like, "Enjoy what? I don't. Are you, you're missing like cold cuts. Where's where's the turkey? Where's the ham? Right? Where's the cheese?" Hey, where's the meat? And he's like, looking at me, really confused. And I'm looking right. at him. Now I'm getting irritated because I I didn't think I I was not clear. You know what I mean? Like you're missing cold cuts. Bring me turkey and ham. And he's like, "Sir, you ordered a BLT." I go, I know what I ordered, a BLT with no bacon. He goes, yeah, there's your L and your T. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me that the bacon, lettuce, tomato is really just bacon, lettuce, tomato? I thought that was just the name for it, but I still got like turkey and ham and cheese, you know, like a sandwich. Right. And he's like, no, 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 that is just bacon, lettuce, tomato. And I'm like, who in the world? Why would you order? Why is that something you want to eat? Why would you pay for that? Why would you go to a restaurant and be like, okay, oh, my God, I really want two pieces of bread with a piece of bacon, a piece of lettuce, and a piece of tomato, please? The guy felt bad for me. You know, the guy felt bad for me. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, that wasn't clear in the menu, you know, because apparently all of society except you understands that a BLT is just bacon, lettuce, and tomato.
1: It's no different than having a ham lettuce and tomato sandwich. That just happens to be bacon, lettuce, and tomato.
0: So it is with great pleasure that I read this negative review. Here it goes. I am still confused why this place is so highly regarded and has been awarded with a Michelin star. They have problems with every aspect of the restaurant. The bad taste started right at the door after the hostess and some other guy were extremely pretentious and snotty towards my friend. The room inside was very dark and not welcoming in any way. Just a large, dark space with no character and not very pleasant for lunch. We had the prefix menu. The first thing we got was a complimentary salmon, something of an appetizer. It was okay, but I make a better one at home. From there, the food just got worse and worse. I honestly don't remember any of the other dishes because they were very bland. Small, tasteless, and not well cooked. There was no flavor to any of them. The only really good thing to eat there is the endless selection of bread that they are constantly passing around. Don't be fooled. This is for a reason. The dishes are so small, they are trying to feed you with bread. So you have the illusion you ate something when in fact, you haven't. This will be my first and last time there.
1: From the sound of that review and even my excellent review, not a place that I'm looking forward to visiting.
0: Yeah, if if what you're talking about is, "Hey man, they got good bread." Uh, you just got scammed.
1: Yeah, definitely. Why am I paying why am I paying so much money for bread?
0: Yeah, you know where you can get cheaper bread? Where? At the supermarket. <laughs> Coming in at number three, Atelier in at, Atelier Kren in San Francisco, California. It reads: There are only 22 seats and eight tables at James Beard Award-winning chef Dominique Crenn's three Michelin-starred flagship Atelier Kren, where guests drop $345 in advance to reserve their table in order to experience her acclaimed multi-course modernist tasting menu. This is some truly high concept dining, yet it is not precious or pretentious. As of 2019, the restaurant is meat-free, focusing only on sustainable seasonal seafood and vegetables. Okay, this is going to be very difficult because this is the one where I'm supposed to pick an excellent review, but when they said that it's meat-free and it's only focusing on sustainable seasonal seafood and vegetables i wouldn't have even like walked in you understand right you could tell me listen the dining experience will be on us it will be free and i'd be like no thank you you understand (laughs) this place is probably the equivalent of my blt without bacon do my right but reluctantly i read the review this is a five-star review It reads, outshines the other three Michelin star places. Most places I feel leave you feeling gross from eating too much fatty richness or just over truffled everything. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got to stop my own review. Uh, Over truffled everything. Have you ever had an experience, Jose, where you felt the chef over truffled everything?
1: No, not at all.
0: Okay. Because I have no idea what this person is saying. Okay. But apparently, you know, it's a thing. Oh my God. They over truffled it again.
1: Mm. Too many truffles.
0: The, the review continues. The uniquely well-presented dishes brought much delight to the eyes. Every dish tasted original, and I was surprised by how playful this dinner was. The dinner menu came in the form of a poem, leaving the guest to guess what served next fun.
1: I don't want to guess what's coming next. I ordered it, so I should know what's coming next.
0: Yeah, you threw me off with the whole poem. I mean, what what are, what are we talking about? Roses are red, violets are blue, you're not gonna believe what I'm gonna cook for you. Huh? <laughs>
1: And if you don't like it, too bad for you. That's not what I'm looking for when I'm looking to eat my dinner. Yes, I actually found the review that you'd agree with more. Let him have it. This review is very much overdue. My experience at Atelier Cren was horrible. I expected so much more from a three-star Michelin restaurant. I did not enjoy most of the food, and I was with a large party of guests. And we all felt that this restaurant is very overrated. I came in hoping for the best experience and left very disappointed. We had the set grand taste menu, and I probably only ate one or two things. The rest I tasted very little and couldn't wait till the waiter took it away. And we all left starving after spending hundreds of dollars per person for food the size of my pinky. And after the dinner was over, our whole party went next door to the dollar slice pizza place and ate because we were starving.
0: Oh my God, that's so perfect. There's nothing like a dollar for a slice of pizza. When you're hungry or when you're dissatisfied, you know what I mean.
1: I think that pizza place went in there on purpose because they knew a lot of people were coming out hungry, and they're like, "Look, we're gonna get a lot of sales."
0: Oh my God! Food the size of your pinky? Yes. I'd be. I, that's how I'd advertise next door. I'd be like, "Yo, a slice of pizza the size of your face." <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number two, 11 Madison Park in New York City. It reads, 11 Madison Park opened in 1998 and with Swiss-born chef Daniel Hum in the kitchen since 2006, it's become the very best restaurant in New York City. Hum and his team work their magic inside a soaring and elegant dining room overlooking Madison Square Park, where they serve an 8 to 10 course tasting menu with a modernist French twist. Can I stop this for a second? Yes. What is it with this 8, 10, 12 course menu? Que es eso? Listen, I, 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 like, I like a one course or a two course. Okay, I don't even know what a course is, but I, I just like my meal with a side dish. So I guess that's a, that's a two-course meal, right? Or is that or is that one course and an appetizer would make it two courses?
1: Correct. Every time a new plate comes to the table with something else, that's a different course.
0: Okay, that tells you how unsophisticated I am. All right, so I like a three-course uh, menu: appetizer, my entree, and my dessert. Okay three. I don't understand this 10, 12 course meals. That obviously tells you that they're bringing out like food the size of your pinky. Correct. Well, in that case, make it a 37 course meal. You understand? (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Here we go. The menu changes daily, but Hum's signature honey and lavender duck is always an offer. For who? Reservations are extraordinarily difficult to get, but if you can snag one, This is easily one of the best restaurants in America for a special occasion meal. Jose, you have the distinct honor of giving me an amazing review.
1: I have been fortunate enough to dine at 11 Madison Park two times, both enjoying the wine and dinner pairing. I must say that this is one of the finest restaurants I have encountered, and I am an avid traveler. They truly live up to the hype. And the service is far superior to any restaurant I have seen. We counted nearly 50 different employees attending to our very need. The water ninjas, as I like to call them, are literally magical. I must have drank four glasses of water, but never saw my glass being filled. If you are lucky enough to go, it is worth every penny.
0: I thought the reviewer was going to say the water ninjas were literally ninjas. Because for the price I'm paying, I better see like the black fitted suited ninjas. You know what I mean? I've got to see a blur and I'd be like, oh, my God, this restaurant actually has ninjas <laughs> serving me water. How awesome is that? And then somebody be like, yeah, man, that's why they're the best. Right. That's why they're number two in the U.S. because they actually hire ninjas.
1: Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing that stuck out for me in this one is that the thing they talk about the most after spending all that money is the water.
0: Yeah. How is that a big deal? Oh my God, I kept drinking water and I kept drinking water and I never saw them filling that glass. That's, that's as stupid as when you're sitting in a fancy restaurant eating bread. You're getting full on bread and water.
1: Another thing that stuck out to me is he says that he counted 50 different employees attending to their very need.
0: If I If I'm somewhere and I see 50 people looking to like service my table and I look around and there's nobody there. I'm like, I'm the only sucker. I got to get out of (laughs) here. It is with great pleasure that I read to you this horrible review of 11 Madison Park in New York City. It reads, the service was wonderful. Ah, see, it must be the 50 waiters. Right. However, the food was underwhelming. The lobster tail was more like a tiny slice of lobster, and the duck was more like a duck bacon. Ouch. Great people. However, when you spend $1,400 for dinner, you shouldn't leave wanting to go to Taco Bell to actually eat something. Right. Boom.
1: They spent $1,400 for their dinner and still wanted to go to Taco Bell?
0: No. They spent $1,400 so that they can go and eat at Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) You know they sat at Taco Bell moaning while they ate those tacos. You know they probably sat in Taco Bell like this. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, my God. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. I, mm, <laughs>
1: Excuse me, sir. Are you okay?
0: I just finished eating this lavender duck. It tasted more like lavender duck bacon. Hell.
1: <laughs> mm. Can I help you with anything?
0: Bring me more tacos, please. Some more cheesy gorditas, please. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, sure. No problem, sir. I'll bring you a couple more gorditas to the table.
0: Oh, God bless you, sir. Ah. Uh.
1: On my mind, tacos on my mind. I want tacos all the damn time with my mind, not so tacos is a tacos on my mind. I want
0: tacos all the damn time, tacos on my mind, tacos on my mind. I want tacos all the damn time with my mind, not so tacos is a tacos on my mind. I want tacos all the damn time. Coming in at number one, the number one restaurant in the US. Alinea in Chicago, Illinois. See, I hate that. I don't even know if I'm saying the title right. It's spelled Alinea in Spanish, right? Alinea. Alinea. Be, okay, you're probably right. It reads, the menu at Chicago's three Michelin starred Alinea, which trailblazing chef Grant Achatz and business partner Nick Coconas opened in 2005 can sometimes sound deceptively simple and opaque. Uh, apparently not, because I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. But what shows up on the plate is guaranteed to be dazzlingly good and unlike anything you've ever tried before. Achatz consistently turns out some of the most imaginative and delicious modernist cuisine in the country. His goal is to completely rethink what a restaurant can be. At Alinea, you never quite know what you're going to be served, but a paradigm-shifting experience is all but guaranteed. If you want to experience America's best restaurant for yourself, keep in mind that it's also one of America's most expensive restaurants. Okay, can I just say this? I know that I was assigned to find an excellent review for this restaurant, but I have a big problem Okay, with the part that read You never quite know what you're going to be served, okay? Ooh. Because if I'm paying this much money, I better know exactly what I'm going to be served. You understand? Yes. Or you're going to be served with a lawsuit. You see how that works, okay? If you're going to surprise me, then I'm going to surprise you with a lawsuit.
1: Yeah, like what if you're allergic to one of the things that they serve you?
0: Yeah, surprise. Okay, (laughs) so here's the excellent review that I read to you reluctantly. Definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience. This was my gift to myself for completing my MBA. Food and service was incredible. I can see why it is three Michelin stars. My personal favorite was a bisque-type dish that had halibut, fennel, and apple. That's the one ingredient I recognized. It was to <laughs> die for. And also, in, I enjoyed the famous green apple helium balloon. Whatever that means. Uh, apparently it's edible. Once again, I can't rave enough about the service. This place makes Chick-fil-A service look like Popeye's. Now, hold on, okay, because this is where I I I take it personal. Chick-fil-A service is incredible. Okay. Yeah. Those people are happy always in 100 degree weather. It could be raining. Okay. There could be a pandemic. They just put on their little cow face masks. Okay. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna call Chick-fil-A service a Popeye service compared to these people, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it personal. Okay. Because Chick-fil-A charges you no more than $20 for two people. Okay. I don't even think $20 will get you bread and water at Alinea.
1: No, it won't even get you in the door.
0: Jose, hit me with the horrible review.
1: My wife and I are foodies who will spare no expense traveling to great restaurants. For years, I had wanted to try Alinea, but never could get a reservation. Last week, our luck changed because the concierge at our hotel arranged a table because of a last-minute cancellation. Unfortunately, our experience was disappointing, to say the least. Three-star Michelin restaurants have meant to me great food, great service, and a great venue. Alinea was not a restaurant but a show that wasn't elegant. There was dry ice smoke and edible balloons. To me, that is not fine dining. There was no creative fish dish. No progression in the tasting menu. We had the feeling that the dishes were focused on unique ingredients and not whether the food tastes good, which it didn't. Finally, the staff's attitude was condescending. The vibe was that we should be thankful for being allowed to spend a great deal of money for what we were served. All in all, it was not what I have come to expect from three Michelin star restaurants.
0: Yeah, let me tell you something. Um, that review went on way too long. He could have made it really simple on the reader. He could have been like, don't spend your paycheck this week just so you could eat a balloon. (laughs) Exactly. That's it. I would have just read that and been like, okay, moving on. Is there a Taco Bell down the street?
1: Or a pizza place that sells slice for a dollar? The size of your face. You know, one thing I had to research because it kept popping up in the reviews I'd read was Michelin stars. Do you know what that is? What is it? The uh, restaurants get reviewed according to one star, two star or three star. And of course, some don't even make it. In the United States, there's over one million restaurants and there's only 14 of them that have three Michelin stars. Okay. Out of those five that we read, those were all three Michelin stars. Of which I don't care to go to any of them.
0: And that was the Ellie Castro Show, a three Michelin starred podcast. I'm Ellie Castro,
1: and I'm Jose Rodriguez.
0: For more information on my shows, Mi gente, you can go to elliecastro.com, and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy.
1: You can follow me on social media under at Jose A Rod. You can also find me looking for the pizza place with dollar slices the size of your face.
0: Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing and not spending too much money on food. <laughs> Hasta la próxima.
1: Pa'lante. Te gamme foglio mareta, c'ho manà valiot te gamme foglio mareta, c'ho manà valiot te gamme foglio marita.
0: Hey!